previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. All right, Dosh. Now that you have the records, where are we going next? Directly to his house. You wait until cover of night. Taylor transforms. You climb aboard and you all take off in the direction of Hoax residence. Not a single light is on in the manor. You don't see any guards down there. Did anybody get like a clairvoyance type? Oh, actually, I have shown me to a spell straight up called clairvoyance. I forgot about that. Donovan and Jack, you catch Wilhelmina looking at Finrail. Do the old watch secretly to gossip. Turn around and play, y'all fucking? Hit him with zone of truth. Well, uh, and Wilhelmina says, no, of course not. Figus has been sitting at the edge of the opposite and <laughs> suddenly says, there's a light on in the house. And before we immediately descend, Josh and Dosh, I pronounce you two married. Hey, Billy <laughs> and Finreal, y'all are married too. Let's fucking hit it. Taylor wings her way down and over the roof. Josh, grab your husband's legs and hang him over the side of the house. I am going to lower him so he can peer in through the window. I'm going to cast clairvoyance inside that room. There's one man sitting at a single table, and you recognize it immediately as Clayton Colwyn. Who's Clayton? The actual owner of the crow's heads. Okay, so it's this guy I know. (laughs) I immediately get jealous. He's a bad guy. He's probably working with Hoke. Jack Offerman Jackerson. If you would create a door through the roof, it will make us easy to drop inside. Are we ready? And I don't wait for them to nod. I just make the door. I jump in. You see Clayton look up. And I would just like to draw an arrow. Don't move. Don't make a sound. Is it a banishing arrow? Maybe. Good call. My friends here have some questions for you. Clayton slowly stands up and says, It took you long enough to get here. We've been waiting for you. And you see materialized from invisibility the entire room swarming with demons. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have, we're going to mix it up, Matt Smith. Ah. Something, something, tortured reference to get to nuts dragging on Paul's forehead. (laughs) Brad Renfro. Something, 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 Paul's forehead. You forgot the nuts. Brad Richards. Oh. Something squeaky, squeakity, lightheartedly squeakity, my nuts and your forehead. And last but not least, squeak, 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 squeaker, Ben Renfro. Called you a squeaker, nerd. You want to know who a real squeaker is? I don't know. Um, The sound of nuts squeaking on Paul's forehead. Well, you won't hear that sound on this podcast, but what you will hear is our fifth edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons adventure, which we are now recording episode 97 of. Nice segue. Thank you. I liked it. I only wanted to drop, jump off a 50 foot bridge <laughs> this time. <laughs> What's the height that you normally would 
prefer to jump off. 75? Uh, I usually start at 100. <laughs> but some of these just really make you want to go to that 500-foot <laughs> mark and just really splat. Well, sometimes you guys set me up really well. Other times you do not, and I have to torture something something 5th edition podcast. Define really well. Yeah, I feel like us setting you up is just... A- a really bad segue waiting to happen and then it happens and I immediately want to inflict self-murder on myself. We're not so much setting you up as we are inviting you to let us down. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine intentionally asking for one of these segues. Yeah, we're just leaving leaving the door open for disappointment. Hopefully uh, we will not disappoint and there's another segue, I'm sorry. Hopefully we will not disappoint on this episode because last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, our adventurers went after Hoke Venderberg after finding records of where his favorite spices were being shipped um, from Bindi Spiteri and the records room in Chorus. We're tracking this guy by his favorite spices. It's a Which were cumin and cinnamon and... uh, Riveting (laughs) storyline. It's such... I mean... Yeah, he really likes cumin... (laughs) That's right, I remember that Listen, there's methods to find you people out there. Your favorite spices. Any any wrongdoers, we will track you by whatever means necessary. (laughs) Favorite spices, brand of toilet paper, who cares? Yeah, you thought the the underwater library was a bad (laughs) (laughs) storyline. Think about it. I really forgot about that one. (laughs) It made it onto the actual map of Ralveria. It shouldn't have. What it did? Really shouldn't have. <laughs> Sunken Valley Sea. Nice. The library is there though. <laughs> the library is not visible. No, it's but is underwater. There like, Duh. Is there like a one little like <laughs> island point where it's like this dot here is the tip of the <laughs> tip of the library? Oh, it really shouldn't have made it. No, it shouldn't have. Because that means somewhere in this universe, that motherfucker <laughs> is canon. <laughs> And we're going to find him again. Ooh. And it's going to hurt me. <laughs> His <Hospital>. fucking boots <laughs> oh. character. We've seen him already, though, since then. Mr. Sanchez. <laughs> We've seen what? Sanchez since the... No, we haven't actually seen him. The voice has somewhat come out with <laughs> other characters, but... <laughs> Sanchez is, uh... He's out there in No, this he didn't world. show up for the final battle? Or the Battle of the Five Armies? No. 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 He didn't show he, up he on a boat. Even when we were contributed. He wasn't on the boat with uh, Gooch. No, but I think even when. Oh wait, that could have been a like a little Easter egg. He was one of uh, Gooch's wait, was crew members that was killed. <laughs> no, he I wasn't rem- on the boat. Are we sure? May- maybe he was. I no, think don't I, kill him off now. When we were recording the podcast, like those episodes. We introduced it as maybe the place is canon, but not the actual story. Like, that could just be a legend. No, it's That's okay. a legend that people tell for entertainment. <laughs> well, they I tell mean, it as a horror story of what not to be. Yeah, it's what they... Honestly, you guys, you guys are saying it's this, like, horrible storyline. <laughs> but if you look back at Avatar The Last Airbender, there was the exact same story now that I think about it where in like the sand or the desert yeah. there was Isn't that, that where sunken you got that from? No, I actually didn't. I just now thought of that. 
but I it lines swear up to God, you said very that perfectly. I don't. I, I think maybe, it was maybe, referenced during the recording of it. Oh I yeah, maybe it maybe I thought of it. One of you guys are like, oh, so you're saying like the Avatar? I'm like, that definitely wasn't me. I've well, never shit, seen kinda, all of Avatar. But I would have called him out on it. That was definitely so. You. So how far off of it is to think that there's a story out there where instead of a library sunken in sand, it's sunken in a valley, that. and then people were just after this like resource that the, was like this. The library full of books with paper that usually don't like water. I'm following you. It was just more of the the main point of contact for this story really <laughs> chapped my balls and my ass. We did have a good bit of, uh, like, we needed to, like, we fought our way into just understanding that the walls of the library are, are magic, magic and don't let water in. We definitely asked that question. That Paul blew goes, your mind. He goes, magic? <laughs> <laughs> So magic, the magic of books. It's <laughs> imagination. Magic, it's you magic know. of literature. <laughs> magic of learning. Well, uh, let's go ahead and come back to the magic of what is happening right now. Oh my you. god! Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna run to the bathroom. Good call. <laughs> you wound up tracking hoax address basically through these records of his spice shipments, and you went to his home creeped in through the roof where you found Clayton Colwyn, who was the former owner of the Crow's Heads, but after everything that happened with Wilhelmina and Roscoe, Clayton kind of got shoved out and he had to go team up with Hoke Venderberg, and now he's trying to get revenge on Dosh. And when Dosh confronted Clayton in Hoke's home, Clayton said, you didn't get me, I got you, and then snaps his fingers and all of these demons materialize in the room. And that's where we're going to pick up with a battle scene. I'm sorry. In case you forgot, I'm a fucking priest. <laughs> not dealing those 64 hits anymore. Okay. Well, then you're just going to have to be very strategic and smart. I'll just blow a bunch of them. Starting with a smart initiative roll. Oh my god, Paul! Roll stop! That was was probably the worst one. Damn it. Does what's her name know you do these? I don't, I'm, please forgive me, I don't remember her name. Think about the segues as Paul's leading her into the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) No, Paul takes a segue to the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Just wheels himself in on it like it's... (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. All smooth, doing all Paul Blart, mall cop type experience. <sighs> so we're starting a fight, rolling some dice. Yes. Yep. What's my initiative? Roll a 12. I rolled a 5. 18. 4. <laughs> Wait, what What did you have to roll for that? A 3. What's your initiative bonus? Plus 1. Really? Wait, you guys have initiative bonuses? Your initiative is just your dexterity. My dexterity is only a plus one. Oh, okay. I don't have an initiative bonus. I was say I rolled a two. <laughs> Damn. But I have plus three. Well, uh, it just so happens that the number of demons that materialize are 35 imps. <laughs> We're dead. I know it's our honeymoon, but this isn't how I wanted to get fucked. <laughs> Speaking of fucking... <laughs> oh my cool. Cool, cool, cool. Damn! I'm sorry. We can I'm... take out relatively, like, you know, a few at a time here. How I is think, that cool? I think it's a bunch of really low level things. They got, like, 
low HP. So Taylor, stick your head in here and blast all of them in one go. You have area effect damage. <laughs> Any priestly spells, perhaps? Speaking of affecting if areas, not, if not, then pray to your god. <laughs> to set up the scene of the room, after you formed the hole in the ceiling, everybody dropped into the room, and then Dosh walked up to Clayton, who was seated at a table, and um, I imagined that he had separated himself by about ten feet from the other people in the room, which, to reiterate, are Josh Donson. Donovan like Cher and <laughs> Jack Jack. I about that. <laughs> you need to stop that, Paul. You're going to give people the wrong idea here. No, Donovan like Cher is uh, definitely <laughs> who that is. That's what I have written down in my notes. Yeah, it was from the night that you drunkenly DM'd us. Holy shit, that was Paul. How many of you had? Not enough. No, you were the one who gave yourself that day. Right, yeah, Paul, you're no, off. Tomorrow. I did not. I no. couldn't come up with the like. I was thinking of a last name. You guys like, oh, it's just one word, like share. Did I say? And that? then it was super funny because it was like, oh, he was like the plane last time, so we'll make him like something else now. I just <laughs> it is funny. I, Get fucked. Paul, mm, did I say it? I wouldn't be surprised. My fault. I mean, not my <laughs> fault because it's fucking funny, but my fault. Not my fault, because he deserved it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Not my fault, because fuck you, but my fault. I think someone was going to do it. But So again, the room is... Dosh and Clayton are facing off across the table. A table. Um, about ten feet away from the other three that are in the room. All around them are 35 imps that are clinging to the rafters. They're on the walls. They're hiding on the floor. And they rolled really well. About 15 of them all rolled natural 20s. Okay, well, fuck them, guys. So they are going to go first. How nice for them. And uh, we're going to go ahead and see how they do. So one group of them got a natural 20 again. Uh, One group of them got a 16. And then the last group got an 11. So the first group is going to attack Dosh who is closest to Clayton and is threatening their charge to protect. So, uh, Dosh, I'm guessing a natural 20 will hit you. No. That's going to result in 25 piercing damage. Shit! (laughs) And then I need you to make a constitution saving throw, or you're going to take some poison damage. What are these imps? Is that after, like, a bunch of them hitting me? Yes. So that's after five of them all sting you. Oh, that's that's not as bad, then. Demons aren't undead, are they? They are not. Damn. I'm really good at that. They are tiny fiends. Um, 18. All right, so you managed to uh, stave off the poison coating their stingers, but they all jump at you and they're riding your shoulders and stinging you in your ankles, and you're just flailing about as Clayton sits back at the table with his arms crossed. And then the next group are going to go after the other three people in the room, so we're going to say that the first group goes after Josh, and then the second group is going to go after Donovan. The group going after Josh is going to miss, and then the group going after Donovan is going to hit, I believe, with a 
16. False. False. Okay. What is your armor class? Higher than 16. It's 16 and a half. <laughs> what is it? It's 17. Oh, shit. Nerd. Okay, and then the last one is an 11, which is not going to hit you, Josh, correct? Oh, yeah. You're talking to me. Um, <laughs> no. It will not hit me, as my armor class is an 18. All right. Well, then, Dosh, you are up, and um, we are going to... So when I'm attacking you with the imps, I'm going to treat them as groups, but when you're attacking the imps... You can only kill them one at a time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <coughs> All right, guys. All right. Um, kill how big battle. is this room? Um, it's about 35 by 50 feet. 35 by 50 feet. Right, I want to try and see... I want to get as many imps as I can in a 20-foot radius sphere. Okay. And cast sleep at level 4. Okay, that's actually going to be... Actually, I lied. Level 5. Okay. If you are casting a 20-foot sphere... The majority of the imps are on your half of the room, and you would easily encompass that at least half of the imps with a 20-foot radius sphere. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just trying to get as, as many is, imps as I can. What does the higher level for sleep do? Like, as it um, goes up, is it like a higher DC save, or does it make them just extra sleepy? So, like, the way sleep works is you roll, like, a total amount kind of like damage and then if that beats like the amount of HP that a monster has and it goes from like the lowest to the highest like those all fall asleep so higher levels just adds on more more damage I guess to work with so like if you cast it at like five things at once and they each had like five HP but you only rolled like 15 like three of them would go to sleep Oh, I see. So what what you roll gets distributed out? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Starting from, like, the weakest... And the level is just how many yeah. dice you roll with? Cool. Okay, so you're casting it at fifth level. So that gives me... It gives me 13d8. All right. That's a hefty amount. Borrow any dice you need. So I'm going to start rolling. Here's the problem. I don't have a lot of attacking spells, apparently. All right, I got 72 total. 72 total, okay. So starting with whatever imp is the weakest. Just starts or I don't know, I'm away. assuming they probably all have like the same HP. Start dropping imps like flies. Okay. Well, you cast sleep. You summon up all your energy with all of these imps harrying you, trying to make your day a living hell. And you manage to throw your hand out and a ball of purple mist blooms out from your hand and captures all but 12 of the imps in its radius, and they start dropping. The ones on you all go to sleep, so that is five of them. And then you also manage to put two of the ones attacking Josh to sleep. Nice. Thanks, babe. You're welcome, honey. Sweetie pie. <laughs> Schnookums. <laughs> Thanks, my little bugaboo. <laughs> You'll never have the love that the Hammerbottom uh, grandparents had. What are you talking about? No one can get that sweet granny loving. So in total, you managed to put seven of the imps to sleep. 
Do they wake up when they're attacked? It lasts for a minute until someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake or the sleeper takes damage. Okay. So if they, yeah, if we had, so we, okay. Attack the live ones. That will bring us to more imps attacking. And these imps are going to attack Jack. Yay. Unpopular action. They attack the sleeping imps to wake them up. They all attack Clayton because they realize how racist he is. Okay, I'm not kidding you. They rolled a natural 20 again. I'm not kidding you when I say you're full of shit. (laughs) He's got a lucky die. Well, anyways, they're going to attack Jack. And Jack, you are going to wind up taking... I need to roll this on the internet because it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ambionitis. I can't take that much shit. That's what makes this do exciting you, now. Do it's, you think do you think you got special treatment as ambionitis? Everybody else was squishy and had to deal with this much shit. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. Or I did, but I could eat it and be fine. <laughs> be glad you have actual character levels now. Don't worry. I have dropped immediately. I have somewhat of a plan. I well, I need to go back to my spells because like I have zero attacking spells. I have fire. Fire works. Uh, Jack, you take a total of 38 damage. That's not so bad. And I need you to roll a constitution saving throw, please. It's more than half of my HPs. That's over half of my. <laughs> wow, how weird is it not being the squishiest one on the team? Because <laughs> Brixie always was. I'm rolling a, a what? Constitution saving throw, please. That's what I thought you said. Fuck me in the ass. Hey, that's what we're doing later. <laughs> just with every swing of the sword, it's just I'm going to be Nine. doing it looking forward to later tonight <laughs> to celebrate my honeymoon properly. Be ready to say that one more time? With some good old butt fucking. Sorry. Every swing of the sword gets you closer to swinging your sword. I got a butt fucking nine. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right. Um... So, since you rolled less than the saving throw, you are also going to take poison damage. So that's going to be a lot. <laughs> I'm dead. Goodbye, priest man. Yeah, right. Goodbye, holy man. <laughs> are any of our companions helping, or is this one of those ones where they kind of just watch? Uh, they're still on the roof. I'm also... Oh, shit, did we have a signal? Were we going to go like... Yeah, they, like we were in trouble. They didn't hear the oh my fucking god demons. Feel like that wasn't the signal. We can't go <laughs> in. Be there like yet. no no no. I'm waiting. They told me one specific hand signal, and until we can figure it out, <laughs> oh. do not come down for any other reason. No matter what you hear down there, unless we give the signal. <laughs> so Jack, you're gonna take another twenty-two poison damage. Ooh. So that was a total of sixty. 60. 38 plus 22. 60. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to do calculations. I have three hit points left. <laughs> oh, shit. You only have the one arm. more HP than I do. And actually... Um, Suck my ass with this actually shit. I misread this, so... I misread it's... this. It's going to do three extra damage. Yes. Would you look at that? No, not for you, B-Rich. Matt, you pass the constitution saving throw, which means that you take half as much damage... Well, we already got past that, so it's canon, so you could fuck off. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> We're next coming time. back. 
we are coming back. I'm already dead. Speaking of coming back. <laughs> uh, Matt, you are going to take uh, 15 poison damage. Great. Looking real, real healthy. All right. That then brings us to Jack. Were we supposed to survive this? I mean, I have I have plot armor, so I'm good. But I, I don't know about you guys. I'm Josh is uh, untouched. <laughs> oh, wait, it's my turn now. Yes, it is. That's cool. What the fuck I'm gonna do, fuckers? Do I know anything about imps being a priest man? Do I know what hurts them bad? What really upsets them? And what really doesn't work? <laughs> Trying to fight them. Um. Give me a religion check. Motherfucker, my head is hanging off by a thread, and you want me to roll some shit? Fuck. It's a good thing you didn't do that on an attack. Yeah, do I have proficiency because I have a holy symbol? Please and thank you. I'll give you advantage. I thought we all had inspiration. And that's what I meant, advantage. Good, because that. I should have proficiency anyway. Fuck! <laughs> Better than the natty one. <laughs> what kind of check is this? This is religion. You're proficient. You would think. Should, <laughs> should be. I am. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Priest doesn't know shit about religion. It's like, man, I just show up and I talk. I just joined this to meet the women. All right, well, that's an eight. Okay. Um, you know that using non-magical weapons is not a good idea against demons and fiends in general. The magic hurts them. Well, I'm going to die in a turn anyway, so here we go. Self-destruct. Yeah, I'm going to use a flame strike. Ooh, that sounds fancy. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say I've never heard of that one. Because it's a fifth level. Flame strike. That's what me and uh, Dosh are doing. <laughs> God damn. Flame strike. Does Clayton control these? He like snapped and they came to his bidding. So maybe you can just uh, burn him or off Clayton and then the rest know, just kind of convince him to call them off or something. If Clayton dies, they all die. My plan should reveal if that's true or not. I do have dominate person. (laughs) Speaking of dominate person. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so flame strike is a vertical column of divine fire roars down from the heavens in a location you specify. That's right. I'm religious, but I'll burn a motherfucker. That doesn't sound badass at all. It's a tornado of flame. 40 foot high cylinder. 40 feet of fire. Super uncool. It is uncool because it's fire. 10 foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder. Need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So, uh, would you essentially like to just cast this where you can get the most possible? No, attack the awake ones. I'm going to burn Buddy and all the ones around him. Clayton? Oh, Clayton. I'm around him (laughs) now. Damn, that's my point. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Dosh. Okay, so do you want to hit Dosh? No, preferably not. Okay. Then um, then I'm guessing that you also want to avoid waking up the sleeping ones, too. 
Where are the sleeping ones? Unless it'll kill the sleeping ones. The sleeping ones are all around Dosh um, to one side of the room, and then there are a couple of them that are closer to you. So you could place the flaming, uh, the flame strike uh, towards the back of the room, which wouldn't touch any of the sleeping imps, would hit Clayton, and would get um, four imps caught up in it. I'll do that. Okay. So, how? What does it look like? What actions do you use to call down this flame strike? You start thinking bedroom thoughts, and God Himself sees and comes to smite. Yeah, I think. So uh, doing the Naruto hand symbols. I think of that one time I had an unholy thought about one of the nuns in the church, and they get upset with me, but I'm able to control the divine fire that is roaring down from the heavens, which is also what I call when I pee in the morning. Um, and I want to aim it. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to aim it at the person that is not doing good. Okay. And Clayton Bigsby and burn him to hell. Um, you aim it at Clayton Colwyn and uh, his imps and everybody fails their dexterity saving throws. I rolled a two. I rolled a five, I rolled an eight, I rolled a six, and then the imps have advantage against magical saving throws, and they then proceeded to roll a five, four, and a seven. So uh, you're going to hit all of them, and uh, go ahead and roll damage. Okay, so 20. All right, Clayton takes a decent amount of damage. He's not quite bloodied, but he is severely singed, and then you wind up killing the three imps that you caught up in the flame strike. I thought it was four. I thought it was four. Oh, four. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Classic Paul. Don't nickel and dime the priest. That one was on the edge of where I was looking, so it was covered up by some other things on my map. Alright. Well done, Jack Jackerson. You have brought the first casualties Sorry, Dosh, I can't give you that honor because you just put them to sleep. I'm going to take them to the, uh, the vet's office and sadly put them all to sleep. <laughs> then we're going to have another round of imp group attacks, but we rolled a natural one. We rolled a 13, which is not going to hit anybody. And then against Donovan, we rolled a 19 plus 5, which is a 24. That's enough to hit me. Okay, so this is going to then bring in a group of imps that are going to attack you. And uh, you are going to wind up taking 22 damage. And I need you to roll a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Can we retcon Dosh to have uh, resistance to poison because his liver already works extra hard? Uh... No. <laughs> Dang. What are you going to poison if his whole body's already poisoned? I rolled a 12. <laughs> yeah, it's, my blood alcohol content is such high level that nothing else can, can live in my body. He actually poisons the poison. Well, um, a 12 is enough to beat the constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. So you're only going to take half damage on the poison, and that is going to be a 17. Oh, I okay. Poison damage regardless. <laughs> I have successfully been damaged. No! 
That then brings us to Donovan's turn, uh, because the other imps did miss, but they've all congregated on the people that have intruded on Clayton's solitude. Uh, that means that they're now all grouped around Donovan, Jack, Dosh, and then there are a few that still have not moved in the corner to your left. Okay, well, the first thing I would like to do is whip out my crossbow. Speaking of whipping it out. And I would like to take a shot at Clayton, and I would like to make it a arcane shot for a banishing arrow. Okay, um, and remind us what that will do. The target makes charisma saving throw on a fail. It's banished to the Feywild until the end of its next turn. Okay. Shadow Realm. Just temporarily removing him from the situation. I gotta see what I, I gotta see what I add to it. I gotta add something, but I rolled a 16. Is 16 alone enough to get him? Yes, it is. Okay, then no math required. And what is the math that is required on my side to save against your saving throw? The save is a 14. Okay. He rolled a... A charisma, you said? Yes. He rolled a 19. So he is not banished, but he will take damage, correct? Yes. 1d10 plus 3. That is 11. Okay. Clayton is now officially bloodied uh, as you... Heft your crossbow, shooting through the... Oh, actually, you know what? I think because you're engaged with the imps, you might not be able to shoot him, but we will ignore that rule for today. Yeah, but you get fucking poison damage two turns later, bitch. I'm just gonna shoot, like, through the little crowd. I see an opening in the flock, and I aim it, and I shoot it at him. Then once I hit him and I do the damage, uh, since I'm currently flocked around you said like it's surrounding like the majority of the awake imps are surrounding us now yes all right well i didn't want to have to resort to this but i will invoke the power of hadar here and use a extra attack to electric boogaloo as on my character sheet to cast arms of hadar so quick question you're using extra attack um, are yes. you taking, like, an extra turn, or are you just doing extra attack? I'm guessing an action sh- surge giving me an extra real and bonus attack is the correct way to go instead of just extra attack? Correct. Because I also just have another extra attack. Yeah, so extra attack is only viable when you're using the attack action, not casting a spell. So after you shoot your crossbow bolt, you can do another attack action. And then you can use an action surge and cast a magic spell. Okay, but theatrically in my head, I think it would be cooler if I could use that second attack after I cast my spell. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. As long as you do the action surge and mark that off your sheet, yeah, do it in whatever order you want. Okay. Yeah, I'm using my action surge. Uh, Arms of Hadar is tendrils of dark energy erupt from me and batter all creatures within 10 feet of me. So each creature in the area has to take a strength saving throw. Okay, and uh, the DC save is 14, correct? What's that, Matt? It's actually a 16 when I'm doing it this way? <laughs> no, it's still 14. <laughs> so yeah, it's still a 14, Paul. Okay. Um, well, since the arms of Hadar will 
batter all creatures within 10 feet of you. That will include Josh and Jack. So they will also need to make a strength saving throw. It's a calculated risk we're willing to take. Goodbye, Jack. <laughs> Roll well. Will they take half damage? Half damage on no effect. If it works, they take 2d6 necrotic damage and can't take reactions until your next turn. So you're uh, pretty much guaranteed fucked. Didn't want to... I did start by saying I didn't want to have to do this. Wait, did you say Josh or Dosh? Josh. Josh ah. Donson. And Jack Jackerson. I'm dead. Wait, Jack shouldn't be by me. Oh, wait, no. I'm right next it's, to you. Okay, no, he's up if I play. I could turn around and touch you with the tip of my priestly priest penis. But now it's going to be my dead priestly priest penis. I rolled a 16. It's a deceased penis. Nice. Rolled a 12. Just out of curiosity, how many imps exactly are by me that get this in the 10 foot? <laughs> There's <is>? only one. <laughs> <laughs> you get six. Or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're going to hit seven. And all but one are going to fail, even with advantage uh, against the saving throw. Excellent. So that's these motherfuckers two d six necrotic damage against magic attacks. Yes, they do. That's some ass. Welcome to the Paul's Happy Basement Fun Time. Welcome and to Paul's Butt Fuckery. <laughs> Speaking of Paul's Butt Fuckery. <laughs> Speaking of Butt Fuckery. All right, so. <laughs> I just rolled eight is the bare bones, what the dice said, for the 2d6. And then nobody who got hit can take reactions until their next turn. Okay. What, what if the reaction is dying? Um, on a, Everyone who succeeded takes half that damage, so four, and then there's no other effect. Wait, so I take, Ooh, so I pass, so I take just four, four damage? Oh, that's, yeah, that's cool. I'm dead. I'm sorry. It's all good. We're fine. It's a good thing you're not our healer. Oh, wait. <laughs> but I still have more things to do after this. I got healing abilities. I got you. I'll jerk you off. Jerk you off with both hands. What's up? I see you coming towards me with your healing abilities. I immediately wake up. No, no, no. <laughs> Just warming up the hands for later. Me and Josh got work to do. I mean, me and Dosh. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you call him little Josh? <laughs> All right, uh, Donovan, you are correct. You do still have one more attack, and then you also have two bonus actions if you can do anything with that. Well, yeah, so like I was saying at the beginning, there's all the imps, like, fluttering around me, and I whip out my crossbow, and, like, between, like, the flappings of wings and, like, just I'm assuming a blurred amount of, you know, there's, like, nine of these things, but I see an opening where I can see Clayton, so I popped him one, and then I... I was like, sorry, everybody. I didn't think it would have to come to this. I really didn't want to do this. And I, you know, I, you know, werewolf-like transformation. I, don't, I scream a little bit. Don't feel like doing that right now, but I scream a little bit. You know, I'm assuming a painful experience to have at least ten tentacles come out of my body. I can't, uh, I can't quite picture it. I think I need to hear it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. Each, each time, so ten to... Ten times that happens. <laughs> it's a preview of later tonight. <laughs> and you just see them kind of jet out and just snatch, d- you know, the imps and just the ones that got away just kind of like lightly smacked them in the rump. Speaking <laughs> of lightly <laughs> smacking in the, the rump. <laughs> and then I'm going to see the one that just kind of got slapped a little bit. Uh, uh, he got away, so I'm going to 
load my second crossbow boat and just shoot a normal crossbow at him. You're going to unleash the load? Yeah. We got to drop the load. A total of 13. And you are going to hit the imp. It, it was a seven damage on the crossbow bolt. Okay, and is your crossbow magical by any chance? Yes, it is. Is it really? Yes, since I'm an arcane archer. Oh, very nice. Well, then in that case, you do kill this imp. Excellent. And the rest are just very badly restrained. Te- not technically restrained, but they're in my tentacly horn hands. <laughs> uh, can I use one of my... Uh, Jack, you dropped, right? From my tentacles? Yeah. I would like to I would like to stabilize him with a bonus action. Is that allowed? Uh no, that that requires a full action. A full action. Yeah, you can't just stabilize me with your boner on a on a bonus <laughs> action. Quick, we have to splint it. We need something stiff to tie it to. But if you do have a health potion, I can allow you to pull that out and have it ready to go so that Josh could then, or Dosh, if he manages to get all the way over, one of them could just pour it down Jack's throat as a bonus action. Um, yeah, I guess as a bonus action, I will just kind of like roll a health potion over in the general vicinity of Jack's decrepit body. (laughs) All right. His limp, decrepit body. Donovan, having finished your turn, it is now Josh's turn. Sweet. Remind me, your banishing arrow, did it banish Clayton? Did not, but it did really much hurt him. Sweet, cool. Um, and we said Taylor is on the roof still? Correct. In dragon form? Correct. Is Taylor within 30 feet from me? Out of curiosity. Well, that was also going to be my next question, is how far away is the hole of the roof that we had, you know, came through with that door? It's 10 feet in the air. For my second bonus action, I'd like to telepathically tell Taylor it might be a good time to join us. Oh yeah, you have something where you can talk to other people, correct? I have I have awakened mine where I can telepathically communicate with any creature within 30 feet of me, regardless of the language. Okay. Um, Taylor is not directly above you. She is farther down on the roof. She landed as far away from the room that you were trying to break into as possible, so as not to alert them. I mean, so the roof's 10 feet up. Did she, I mean, is it 30 feet away? The, yeah, then we got to calculate using the Pythagorean theorem to see exactly how far away that would be. I mean, the building itself is like 200 feet long. So she's on the other end of the roof. Give her a loud shout. <laughs> Try yelling, help. Hello, do you now do? I've used up all my usefulness. It's up to Josh now. Well, that's that's kind of where my question was going to, was going to be if I could get onto the roof, and then if I were to move somewhat in the direction of Taylor, if I would be able to alert her in any way for something. But based on, based on what you're saying, so even if I got up on the roof and, say, moved, you know, an additional... 15 feet towards Taylor, is there any way for me to ask her to do something? Or would that be out of the cards? I mean, you guys could yell. I feel like if she didn't respond to the 40-foot column of flame coming down from the heavens... (laughs) Well, maybe she will. (laughs) Yeah, she had to roll her initiative. Maybe she rolled like shit. It's pretty canon for Taylor. Alright, well, I guess I'll just go with my, my original thought process here. I'm not sure how useful this will be or how it will work but what I'm going to do 
is I'm going to use one of my Echo Knight abilities to manifest my Echo, which can essentially create a, a clone of myself in an unoccupied space uh, that I could see within, I believe it's 30 feet or so. But what I want to do is cast or manifest my Echo onto the ledge of the roof so that I have now a clone of some sort up there. And then as a bonus action is I could actually teleport uh, and switch places with my Echo. And that would allow for me to then be on the roof. And that comes at the cost of 15 feet of my movement. Um, wow, just leaving the others to die, why don't you? Yeah. Well, and I just realized, so <laughs> my Echo, after I move after this, it might, uh, actually, no, it's fine. It's, it's cool down there. Um, so that puts me up on the roof. Then my Echo is in the place where I was. Uh, so then once I'm up there, I would like to then yell out to Taylor and scream as loud as I can to make sure that she can hear me from, you know, 195 feet away or so. Taylor, there's lots of demons in here. If you could do me a favor and just light this room on fire. Wait, what kind of dragon is she? What kind of breath weapon does she have? Uh, she is a silver dragon, so she has paralyzing breath and cold breath. All right. Taylor, if you want to come breathe heavily on everything in this room. I can take it. Wait a minute. Everything. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Let him go. It's a calculated risk. I think the party can survive this, but it will kill the demons. And we'll deal with the healing shit afterwards. Motherfucker, if this thing does over 63 damage, <laughs> I'm HE double fucked. Give, give give Finn a first aid kit for afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got a juggernaut potion? That'd be kind of cool. But seriously, that's that's essentially what I'm getting at is I think we can mostly take it and uh, and we'll deal with the healing afterwards <laughs> because if we can clear out the imps and everything, I think we'll be in good shape. Okay, so uh, you yell at the top of your lungs and her head swivels up and uh, it looks like she heard you. So we'll see if she comes to join you. And let me just make sure that there's nothing more I could do. So it was actually a bonus action to teleport. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, I was just trying to see if I would be able to actually use my Echo to move to revive Jack, but now that I'm thinking about it, I would revive him, and then he would just die right away again if Taylor goes through with the original plan. So maybe there's no point in doing that. Um, I should have shot your body with a banishing arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just so you're gone for a minute. (laughs) It's... Taylor it, breathes it's on more of everybody. a defensive attack I use on my own comrades to make sure Sometimes you shoot way. yourself in the foot like, yeah, I'm going to be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I see an attack coming <clears throat> as a reaction. Unleash crossbow bolt. Oh, that's my other arrows. One sec. So then did you say from the place where I was initially at, was there any imps on me? I do not believe. All the imps by you were smacked by my tentacle porn. Yeah. And they're all dead? They weren't. I don't think that killed them. No. But they're. They can't take reaction. They can't take reactions. They can take actions though, which was weird. Oh, actually, it says on my turn I can mentally command the echo to move up to thirty feet in any direction. No action required to do so. So then maybe I can't heal you. But again, I don't. I don't see the point in healing you if 
Taylor's just going to breathe on you afterwards. Unless Taylor misses him or something. Can If Taylor's a high enough level wizard that she can spellcraft and avoid her teammates being hit. Can that happen with breath weapons where you can just like control where the breath goes? No. I was going to say. No, the breath weapon is different from a spell. Can she deal 63 damage? Yes, she could. <laughs> breathe, but not that hard. Just give a little... <sighs> well, okay, so on average, she can't, but she could. All right, what I'm yelling to Taylor, I'd like to make show. I need you to come in and breathe hard, but not hard enough to... Uh, she can't control Take him. Jack's unconscious body and make it no more. And paralyze him. <laughs> I want to feel my legs again. Maybe she can, like, lower Fenrail down on her tail and just, like, helicopter lift his body out of there before she breathes. <laughs> I'm getting life flighted out of here. Yeah, just met him back. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I see uh, are any on my sweetie over on the other corner. Oh, he's got a lot of sleepers around him. <laughs> just trying to think of who I need to protect here. All right, well, I guess if there's none on me and there's two on Donovan, I'm just going to take two attack actions, or two attacks, and I'm going to smack the fuck out of the two that are near uh, Donovan on my right. Um, Why don't you just marry Donovan, then? (laughs) 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 Uh, I guess guess there actually are, you know, two that are awake over over near (laughs) over near Dodge, so so yeah. It's fine, it's fine. (laughs) Too late. Do what you're gonna do. (laughs) Too late, you already said it. (laughs) I see whose life you're saving. This is gonna cause a little bit of tension (laughs) later on in the bedroom. (laughs) Speaking of tension in the bedroom... Well, don't forget... Okay, so for the viewers at home, right now there are uh, five sleeping imps around Dosh, and then there are also another five that have coalesced around him. Uh, There are five that are kind of meandering about between Josh and Dosh, and then the rest that still remain are around Donovan and Jack. So in order for Josh to get to Dosh, he would have to go through a bunch of active imps so he would suffer a bunch of opportunity attacks versus the ones that are right next to him. Alright, well, I'm just gonna need a dash to to understand that my Echo only has one HP technically, so I might not be able to make it to you. But it should die trying. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna smack the, the fuck out of the two that are, that are right next to uh, my Echo, and I believe... With the Unleashed Incarnation, whenever you take the attack action, you can make one additional melee attack from your Echo's position. Any attack you make with that action can originate from your space or the Echo space. So, I guess my my Echo is going to use a Greatsword. And the first roll is going to be a 19. Hit. And the second roll is just going to be an 11. That one's going to miss. Alright, so uh, it was kind of targeting two separate imps that were on the right next to Donovan, so I imagine the first one that I swing at hits. That's going to do 2d6 plus 4 slashing damage. Uh, Just with the plus 4, you kill it. Sweet! Then that will be my turn. Um, That is then going to bring us to Clayton who is going to try and attack Dosh with his cane, rolling a 13. Sorry, boyo. Clayton 
has a bit of a limp, so Dosh, you're going to be able to see it coming. You easily sidestep the incoming Kane, and Clayton growls at you and says, This is for taking the crow's heads from me, and I can't wait to see you dead. Can't wait to see Hoke give me back everything that is mine. Can't wait for his master plan to take effect. Then the imps are going to join in on the attack on Dosh. Of course they are. No, they're all sleeping. One batch of imps is still around you that is not sleeping, and that batch rolled a 20 non-natural. Eek! And that is going to deal... He's doing a lot of calculating over there. I don't like it. <laughs> 22 damage. Um, that's uh, it's going to be a significant number. It's not that bad. <laughs> All right, so before I go down... Um... Oh, are you going down with that 22? Speaking yeah. of going down. Speaking, speaking of going down. Would I have seen Josh summon his Echo Knight? We haven't seen that happen before, have we? Like, you haven't used that? No. Alright, so that, that'd be the first time I'm seeing this Echo Knight. Yes. Oh my goodness. Think I'm gonna about... be distracted by all the possibilities. <laughs> Think about the possibilities. <laughs> of being Eiffel Towered by one person. Oh my god. And... <laughs> That's going to allow the imps a chance to strike me. And I'm going to fall unconscious <laughs> with this big goofy grin on my face. <laughs> what? So basically what I is... thought that was going in a whole different direction. So I don't need an explanation. No, it's, it's going in two directions. So basically what he's saying... But see meeting up in the middle. So basically what he's saying is... Ben's character... Can replicate Josh himself. is going to be... Yeah, we're treating both ends of a digestive tower. system. Right, hence making the Eiffel Tower... Which is where we're at in this And instance. then they can make eye contact and hold hands up top, and it's not weird because it's the same person. Well, and it's also interesting because I could use, like, actions to, like, change my consciousness from one to the other. And, uh, but when I do that and I'm, like, in the Echo's consciousness, the original Josh would go deaf and blind. So it's kind of this really weird, but I could keep jumping so, back and forth. what else we could do... <laughs> We could have... Well, let's figure out what else you could do uh, a little bit later, because right now you are unconscious, <laughs> and Jack Jackerson is also unconscious, and uh, a bunch of the imps are going to try and attack Josh. This isn't looking good. <laughs> rolling a nat one, so they're going to miss. And then, uh, Dosh, it's going to be your turn, so I need you to roll a death saving throw for me. Dosh, not Josh. Oh. Only like the third time it's ever happened on the podcast. Three. That is a failure. Three. Pick three, my lord. Yeah, what happens if I die here? Uh, we stop at 97. <laughs> the and... campaign's over and Paul but never... this is in the past and Dosh has already been seen in the future. Yeah, that's true. Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get out of this. DM Paul here, happy to be back from our summer break. Hopefully you have had some time to enjoy for yourself, and you're now enjoying our episode. 
We've just got one uh, announcement for you this week, and that is that the rewards for our Patreon subscribers will be changing next month, July 2022. After some internal discussions and input from our listeners, we are looking to uh, restructure and refocus on some of the things in our Patreon rewards. The official poll for input is closed at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, but if you hit us up on social media at deathsavingbros with an awesome idea or something that you just really want to see um, if you were to support us, we may wrap that up into future rewards or make it a funding goal. The price points will stay the same for now, with tiers starting as low as $2, and physical rewards will still be given uh, at the $25 Shade Arrow tier. So please make sure to check out patreon.com slash deathsavingbros for awesome extra content. And uh, while we're on the topic, a huge thank you to the patrons that are already with us. I always like to recognize them before getting you back to the episode, because they make this show possible. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman and Gene L. Jackson. Thank you for your support. And like I said, that's all I have for you this week. Just wanted to update you on our Patreon tiers and on our supporters. So without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. So then uh, another group of imps is going to... Another group that's not asleep is attacking Jax dead body or unconscious body um <laughs> they're gonna deal 25 damage which Fuck is you. not enough to kill you it's just a hate crime at that point. <laughs> Ooh, actually though hold on death saving throws i'm pretty sure if you get hit it counts as a fail fucking kill him who gives a shit <laughs> get some fucking drama in here i'm gonna come back as a fucking animal <laughs> i'm just gonna make bird noises in the background Oh yeah, you suffer a failure. So um, you're gonna take one failure, and then uh, you're going to hear those of you that are still conscious a large galumphing sound <laughs> as Taylor takes her turn in the initiative order. She rolled a 14, so she is going to put her eye to the hole in the roof that you had formed. She is going to turn to. Josh, who is on the roof, and say, you might want to hold your breath. Then she's going to put her snout to the hole and breathe paralyzing breath down into the room. Paralyzing breath is a 60-foot cone of gas that will require each creature in that area to succeed on a DC-20 constitution saving throw or be paralyzed <laughs> for one minute. Great that I have plus zero. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. Including us who are uh, no longer among the conscious. Those of you that are unconscious uh, automatically fail. <laughs> oh. You said DC 20. Yeah, that's uh, my echo fails. 
I have plus zero, so and I did not roll a natural twenty, so Okay. I failed. Um all of the imps in the cone are also going to fail. So let's see, sixty foot oh yeah, we're going to say that uh, it fills the entire room. She's just going to keep breathing and uh, it's supposed to go straight for sixty feet. But um, it's only 10 feet down, so we'll just say that it starts spreading outwards, causing everything in there to be paralyzed. Are we going to jump out of turn order for, you said it was like for paralyzed for 60 seconds or whatever? Is that what you said? That's correct. Yeah, so the rest of it is just Taylor and Finn can do what they want now for the rest of this. We're all out. Well, Josh is actually still up on the roof. So, oh. and Jack and Dosh are still in their death saving throws. So I'm going to need a death saving throw from Jack first. 12. Okay. Oh, one of the groups of imps just uh, rolled a nat 20. Of course they did. For what, like the fifth time this episode? Yeah, there have been a lot of nat 20s. Um, I'm just doing really well. Those uh, imps are going to fly up towards the ceiling to attack Taylor, whose snout is still in the hole, and uh, it's not really going to affect her much. <laughs> well, essentially, then, what I would like to get to the point of doing is uh, dropping my happy little ass back in there. And, uh, down to Dosh? That's hot. It's going to be happy. No, he's going to drop down and revive Jack, and Dosh will be pissed. <laughs> Drop, drop that tight little ass down. Um, <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of dropping that tight little ass down. So a few, few things are going to happen here. I know that uh, the healing potion that was uh, rolled from Donovan over to Jack's body should still be there. So essentially, and I don't know how you want to do turn orders, but what, what uh, the primary focuses are going to be, I'm going to lay on hands first over on Dosh. And then I want to pour the uh, the potion down Jack's mouth, down down the throat. Oh. <laughs> Where exactly do you touch me? <laughs> I'm gonna try to fall into the room closest to uh, Dosh as I can, so I don't have to like drop down in the center of the room, then run way left and then way back right. Well, you can only reach one of them this turn. All right, it's gotta be Dosh. All right, so you use lay on hands, and how much health do you give him? I forget how lay on hands works. I've never, I haven't been a, a healer in quite some time. I'm pretty sure I just like roll a d8, right? Wait, you're using like the paladin thing, lay on hands, right? Yeah. You're just a level one paladin? Yes. So you should just have like a pool of just like five HP that you can give out. That's correct. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give, uh, give my man five HPs. What uh, what are your other classes then? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, you'll find out. Okay. Geometry, geology, <laughs> history. So yes, I would like to to make my way to Dosh this turn and put my my hands on my man. <laughs> and uh, as I regain consciousness and I look up into his loving loving gaze, um, I would like to say. I just had a great idea. <laughs> See what we're going to do. All right. <laughs> and then um, since everybody is paralyzed, we did wind up falling a little bit out of order there. But Donovan, you can actually go ahead and make a constitution. Oh, you know what? 
the constitution saving throw is made at the end of your turn, so those imps don't attack Taylor. They just are awake and alert when you get back down in the room, Josh. And the group that is alert is the one around Donovan. And then, Donovan, I need you to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me to see if you break out of the paralysis. 23. You are out of your paralysis, so you unparalyze yourself just in time to see all of the imps around you starting to wake up, break well, up. Well, question. Does, does the fact that I was paralyzed mean that I come out of paralysis feeling somewhat rested? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so then Clayton is going to try and break paralysis and Clayton fails the saving throw. So we're back at the top of the order, which would be uh, the imps that are still alive. They fail with a one and a three and then Dosh. All right. Um, as I was trying to explain to Josh <laughs> before I was so rudely interrupted about my great ideas for later. Wait, do I still have to roll to break paralysis? Actually, yeah. But that doesn't happen. Can I speak at all while under paralysis? Uh, we'll say that you managed to get out the words, I just had a great idea, and then the gas set back in. By chance, would the lay on hands for any reason cure the paralysis, or no? Is it just um, straight, like, health potion? You have to use that separately from... It's like 5 HP worth of lay on hands can cure one instance of, like, poison or disease. Yes, that's correct. So I don't know if the paralysis acts as, like, either of those. Um, or if it's, like, its own... This getting into the nitty-gritty. Sure, we'll say you're <laughs> unparalyzed. I was going to say, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it, not, it doesn't <laughs> matter anyway, since he already used the 5 HP to, like... Yeah, but just... Like, it's got to be separate from, like, the healing. Yeah, but we'll go ahead and say that since you are already down, you are no longer paralyzed when he heals you. Aww. We're just going to bend a couple rules tonight, because as I was reading more into it, I think I uh, did illegal things with my Manifest Echo that I couldn't do. Um... I think there was just, like, an extra bonus action to manifest my echo, and I think it was also a bonus action to use the teleport thing. Um, but I didn't... I, I, I used an extra bonus action that wasn't there accidentally. But the players refused to actually die, so you're going to let this happen. <laughs> yeah, we're letting it happen. So if anybody, if anybody reads into this later on and wants to yell at us, I will just argue the fact that, A, never played a fucking Echo Knight. I didn't know that this was a thing in fucking D&D. B, never played Paladin. <laughs> like, See, this is our game. Deal with it. You're I, listening to I, us I, for a reason. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. I've never played these type of characters. And I never. I didn't even build this character using the character <laughs> sheet. So I'm very, very, uh, very just kind of briefly getting bits and pieces of what I can actually do. So if I did something wrong, fuck it. All right. Um, that will then bring us to Taylor's turn. Taylor is going to... Uh, turn around and stick her tail down into the room. Ooh. Hell yeah. To let you all climb out of there. Jack. Alright, I grabbed Jack's corpse. Well, first we gotta get Jack's death saving throw in. Oh yeah, hey, 15. Huzzah! And then it will be the end of your turn, so the imps that are still down fail their saving throws against Taylor's paralysis, but one group is active around Donovan, and they are going to 
uh, attack him. Hold your sword out and spin in a circle. I do that. <laughs> but they only rolled a 13. No, that won't do it. Perfect. So it is now your turn, Donovan. You are encircled by some very, very weak-looking imps. Do I have to, uh, like, break an engagement with them to stabilize Josh? Uh, you could just take a opportunity attack. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not running high on HPs. So, I guess we're just going to start popping off quick shots here at the imps that are closest to me. Do you have any, uh, any more of that Arms of Hadar or anything like that? I mean, I can, I can, I can send it again. <laughs> In case you want to beat Jack's unconscious <laughs> body some more. But I think last time that turned into a little bit of a, a little bit of a mishap. But yeah, sure, sure, here. As long as the DM wants it to happen. You see uh, Donovan gets out of his consciousness. You know, he, you know, he does his Arms of Hadar, which is a little bit taxing for him. Then he gets paralyzed, and he comes back, and then he's just, you know, got a drenched and kind of starting to sweat now. Just, it's like, God, this is so hard to handle. Not, not again. Oh, God! Arms of Hadar shoot out. <laughs> I cast that. I feel him. Him erect him. Erect <laughs> him. But, um, since they do 2d6, it's not enough to kill you. Nope, that attitude. So, um, you're gonna take another death saving throw. Failure, but uh, in all the years we've played D&D, we've really never had people go down and have to make death saving throws. And in doing so, I've never heard that where if they get hit while they're down. I think we've always just played in the past. We just, like, if somebody goes down, they just get completely ignored. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure, like, when we first started this, uh, Chris Padraki almost came close to getting fucked up because he kept getting hit. I thought it's just been so long. It's been like six <laughs> years, no big deal. But the good thing, the good news is, Donovan, that you managed to not go ahead and um, roll damage just to make sure you don't totally F it up. So they all failed their saving throw? Actually, yes, they did. They rolled a 12, 11, and 2. All right, well, I rolled a 5 and a 2 for damage. So that's 7 necrotic damage. You kill 6. Nice. So after the tentacles shoot out, you see me just, I'm very, very, it's hard to stand up now. It's just taking a lot out of me to have these tentacles keep shooting out of my body like this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next up in the order, Clayton's going to try and break free of paralysis again. Uh, Clayton rolled a natural one, brings us back to the top of the order. The imps are going to try and break free of paralysis again. They fail. Dosh. Hmm. Can I get to Jack without getting my booty hole touched in a way that I wouldn't like? Yes, because um, all of the imps except the ones that Donovan just killed are either asleep or paralyzed. All right, I want to sprint over to Jack Jackerson. As you're leaving my range, I'm going to give you a nice smack on the ass. I'm going to go and continue on my way. And when you pour the uh, potion down his gullet, you definitely got to make sure he like wakes up with your ball bag <laughs> over his face. All right, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna run over. Do a swinging. Couple. I'm gonna grab the the potion, and I'm gonna be straddling across <laughs> his chest, 
This is a man of God. But with my hips sl- or uh, <laughs> thrust just ever so slightly forward, I had to put a hand behind his head and very gingerly open his mouth <laughs> with my other hand. Pop the cork and shove it like as far down into his mouth as I can. He loses the bottle, goes, nice. <laughs> and yeah, just, just pour it all in there while my uh, my scrote is resting upon his chin. The scrote on the throat? Nice. <laughs> he can't drink this. I don't know why. Doc, he's choking. So how much health is he going to get? I don't know. It's Donovan's potion. Yeah, Donovan. What kind of potion was this? Just a regular healing potion? Yeah, it's like a, what, you roll a d4 or a d6 or something? One of the two? 1d4 plus two? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It's 2d4 plus two. This pecker is on my chin, so one of y'all is getting lit the fuck up. He gets 10 HPs. I I, I immediately get jealous with the way that he <laughs> mounts him like that. Smack Jack unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the old, you slut. <laughs> Grandma, you slut there. So that healing potion will wake up Jack, save him from his two failures, and uh, Taylor is up next and is trying to... She paralyzes everyone again. <laughs> trying to, like, waggle her tail like, hey, you should probably climb up out of there and maybe grab the guy that we came for. Probably shut the fuck up, Taylor. <laughs> Damn. Jack, you're up. <laughs> All right, I want to flame strike something. <laughs> the gods were not happy with this man's pecker touching my holy chin. So someone's getting got while the getting's good. You wake up and come to consciousness, you gotta lift your head up, and it's just, you get a mouthful of just right in my nostril. <laughs> just the gola in my nostril. It does enough damage to kill you again. <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be piercing damage. So if you're looking to flame strike something, uh, there is a giant group of imps over by Clayton, and then there is a group of imps... Um, halfway between where you are and where Clayton is. Where's Dosh and Josh? Can I murder myself and well, them? <laughs> Dosh is uh, mounted on you. <laughs> Sir, can you get your pecker off my face? <laughs> I want to flame strike Clayton. Okay. Where do, Is our objective to murder him? No. What? I think at this point our objective would be fine just to, uh, as Taylor said, grab the guy that we came here for and leave. Exactly. Although he doesn't have to be conscious. Well, yeah, we could the guy we came here for isn't even here. It's just Clayton. So, okay. but I mean, like he would know what we want to know. Hopefully, oh. so we should grab Clayton. Yeah, I'm gonna flame strike him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm objected to that a little bit of that before or after. So you are going to call down another ten foot radius cylinder. I mean, I could just hold him. <laughs> which will be able to get uh, Clayton. Oh, Josh is over there still, so you're going to get him, too. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and then all of the imps that are currently sleeping or paralyzed. So... Can they be sleeping and paralyzed? <laughs> I mean, you were. <laughs> Some of them are. So what is the DC that they all have to roll? The dexterity saving throw. Oh. Well, they're all paralyzed and immobile, so that's not going to matter anyways. They automatically fail their dexterity saving throw. But Josh succeeds with an 18. Hold on. Hell yeah. It's like, hold on, how can I bump this up a couple? (laughs) 
Are you getting back at me for... I'm murdering one of you assholes. Are you getting back at me for A, not healing you first, B, telling Taylor just, I don't care if you kill him, C, not healing you to bring you back to life just to get killed again, and D... Having your husband's testicles on me? Hey, I'm just as upset about this as you are, friend. <laughs> Part of the process, I did get him max healing out of the potion, didn't I? <laughs> Dosh knows all about drinking things. Um... I guess I could just hold the guy and not worry about it, but yeah. Alright, cool. So, they're all gonna die. In a fiery blaze of hell. I think you mean they're gonna take 46 fire damage and 46 radiant damage. I don't think you did the 46 radiant damage before. I did not. That's a thing? Yeah. So it's a total of 86. I don't know that. Thanks, Paul. Um, Can we go back like 15 turns so I can apply this shit? Did you kill everything you hit anyways? It did. Yeah. (laughs) Except maybe Clayton. Yeah, it hit Clayton. It, it stinged him. You said 86? That's correct. I thought being a barbarian was cool. This guy's the shit. Magic stuff's fun. Eh. Oh, numbers. Okay. 28. All right. Uh, with 28 damage, Josh is going to take half of that. And then... You're going to kill all the imps in that area, and Clayton is also going to be killed. Oh no, not Clayton. Like, killed or unconscious? Dead or unconscious? He is dead. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsies. Grab his body anyways. Well, I didn't know there was radiant damage. How is 28 damage enough to drop him to the rest and then oh, outright kill him? Fucked him up before. I hit, yeah. him, I hit him kind of hard before. Yeah, but he's got more HP than that, and to outright kill him, we gotta drop him Did so somebody far else hit him? I hit him twice. Because only player characters have death saving throws. If he goes unconscious, he just dies? Yeah, because yep. I didn't say unless, I was going to attack him to knock him out. Unless you flame strike him non-lethally. <laughs> uh, you can't do that. You can't. Only melee attacks can be non-lethal. Yeah, this is divine, but not enough to kill you. Just to hurt you. Whoops. So you have now cleared the room of all but a handful of imps that are all still paralyzed. Let's go ahead and fall out of turn order because these imps are sucking at hitting this natural 20 uh, constitution saving throw. So why don't you guys go ahead and tell me exactly what you still need to do. Does it make sense at this point then not to escape and just finish off the rest of the imps and then look for yep. information? Yep. Well, if we I mean, do, I guess if, if we, we just attack go around him, slowly and like, I mean, they're all paralyzed. I'm gonna say if we attack him and don't kill him, though, they just come back and fight us. That's fine. I want to mace all of their heads in. Yeah. Yeah. Can we I just go guess. around slowly and just like stab, stab? But I want to do it like in a priestly manner. Bonk! <laughs> By exploding their heads with my mace. You just stand behind them and pray for their death. Oh, God. And then as you're praying for it... Swing a mace. Yeah. Feel like God answer your prayers because a mace comes through. In the name of the dagger and of the sword. <laughs> yeah, I just rolled to make sure that they wouldn't actually break the paralysis. They do not. So, yes, you may go ahead and just kill the rest of them that are there. Excellent. There are four of you, so that will take at least one turn. Um, and Clayton is dead, don't forget. 
Alright, I want to take Clayton's body and I want to drag it over to where Taylor is. Does his singed body have any, like, important papers or anything on him that we would, uh... They'd be singed, of course, but to lead us to where we need to go. I guess, yeah, good point. Can we, uh, can I pat him down real quick? He had fireproof pants on. Here's a question. (laughs) If I use Ray's dead, is he going to be conscious with all of his memories, or is he just going to be a mindless fucking zombie? I have speak with dead. Speak with dead would also work. Uh, What about fast friends? Can I, like, befriend his corpse? (laughs) You don't need a spell for that. <laughs> um, Matt slash Dosh, you said you were going to pat him down real quick. Give me an investigation check. You found his boner. Oh, no. Persists even after death. Uh, that's going to be an eight. Is that why this guy's mad at you? You guys used to be lovers, and then you fucked another dude, and he got mad at you, and I was just one of those, like, oh... Uh, you try to take over the crow's heads, but really, you just caught your butt fucking another dude and I, got mad. I don't think so. But Dash does drink a lot. <laughs> so you don't find any papers or anything like that that leads you magically to where Hoke Venderberg is. But you do find um, a letter from Hoke that is in Clayton's breast pocket. And opening it up, you see that it says... The final preparations are being put in place less than a week before we open the Barrier Ridge Mountains to the Trugalan forces. Barrier Ridge Mountains, okay. Sounds like a barrier, and they're a ridge. That's where we gotta go. The Barrier Ridge Mountains is the giant wall of mountains that reaches all the way from the north of Chorus, past South Salt and Salt Mine Valley, down to Danakesh. And it separates Trugala from the free cities. And that so is what. It's, it's a specific area that we can go to and immediately find Hoke, is what you're saying. <laughs> it is a stretch of land that goes on for. I mean, it would take you. An episode. <laughs> two hours real time. No, it would take you something like <laughs> weeks to traverse the entire mountain range on foot, just walking along it. So what you're saying is we would start looking and miraculously Hulk would just be there. Or you could speak with the dead. <laughs> I guess uh gonna drag continue dragging um Clayton over to Taylor. Be like, hey, can you hold on to this for a second? Or perhaps revivify it. Uh, Taylor is going to reach down a claw and grasp it. And you're going to hear her voice muffled through the slate say, You want me to pull him up or do you literally just want me to hold on to him? Um, hold on to them, him in that exact position. Uh, okay. Now, now don't move at all. This is very important. Then I'm going to walk away. I'm going to say, should we search the rest of this place? See if there's anything worth finding before we chat with, uh... Good old Clayton. I'd like to search for some stuff. That's what we're doing. See if there's like a, a study or something or something where Hoke would keep some here's my exact evil plan in all its glorious detail kind of information. That evil plan in glorious detail is going to be something that you might find next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. So you're saying there's hope? No, there's Hoke. Are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Beerage. Uh...
die. <laughs> um, we certainly hope that all of you <laughs> listeners do not die. And <sighs> wow, that's dark yeah, as fuck. Not all of them. Some of them. Probably horrible people. <laughs> do you know who you are? I'm talking to you, Gene. Damn we it. hope that you all come back next week to hear what uh, happens when our adventurers go looking for Hoke and his evil plan. If you enjoyed what you heard on this episode, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. And if you do, we will read your review on the air. If you need more content until the next episode drops, you can always head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where we have bloopers, uh, conversations, extra episodes, and so much more. And if you want to chat with us at any point, feel free to reach out to us on social media at deathsavingbros on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter. I am personally available at hpcamper on Twitter and at hpcamper.14 on Instagram. You can find me at benfro15. You can find me at ima underscore b underscore rad. You can find me indirectly at benfro15. Or? Oh, ima underscore b <laughs> underscore rad. Or? hpcamper14. Or? Or hpcamper.14. On Instagram. You're right. Good call. <laughs> or? Uh, what, do we got a seal over here? <laughs> or? Or, or, or. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could probably might be able to find me on the Reddit page sometimes, maybe. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. Fuck, I forgot you could find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T or Fat Smith. <laughs> F-A-T-T dash Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Banish Thee, Grihu Village, Lord Merryweather Wants You Dead, The Old God's Hunger, and Subtle Fluid are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The song Rise of the Pumpkin King is copyright adventure music. The song Parlor Perturbance Mystery is by Boy King of Idaho. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The songs Clash Defiant, Hard Boiled, March of the Spoons, Moncoto, and Sardana are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0, and sourced from filmmusic.io. The track Silent Motion is music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org 
slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.